Welcome to Starting Small, an anti-racist book chat. This is Carrie, And this is Daphne. We are two friends who have come together over books and coffee more times than I can count. We've been in a book club together for a handful of years, but this one is a little bit different. We focus on books that have been part of our journey through advocacy and anti-racism. Thank you for joining us in the journey to change the world by starting small. Welcome and hello. Um, this is Starting Small. This episode will be tackling a commonly challenged, more recent book um, that is also one that fits into our anti-racism category. So today's, it, today's book is a little bit of everything. There's an adult book version, there's a YA book version, and there's also a children's book version. We are discussing Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kennedy. You may be familiar with this book. If you, like us, were looking to read and learn about racism in America during the spring and summer of 2020, I can't wait to chat about this book. But before we get going, Daphne, what's new with you? Oh, gosh. Well, it's spring. Finally, we took a little spring break, um, which was nice. I think we needed a little recovery time. Um, And the end of the school year is in sight. Track has started for both of our kids. Um, So we've been doing that. Yeah. What about you? What's new? Same, kind of the same. Yep. We had our spring break unwind here, which I think is good. Cause like I was telling you when we were talking offline, April has been like all backwards for me. I cannot <laughs> keep track of, I don't know why it felt like, it felt like a short month, but like, I was just so turned around with every day. Like what day is it? I you literally know? asked my students um this week like why has this week lasted 47 days yeah. and also three minutes like That's how exactly can I get nothing done but why it. will it yes. never end so I I had started a new job at the beginning of the year yes. I finally wrapped up my training and I think this was part of the reason why I was so sure out of sorts but I wrapped up my training uh the ninth the eighth of April and now we're on our own in a mentorship though okay. so I'm learning the actual job. I'm learning, you know, to manage my task load, to manage my day, all of that sort of thing. So that's been interesting. Um, And yes, Will opted to not play baseball this year. He's doing track and field. And so that's been quite a shift for us. I really like it. He loves it. He's, he's thriving. This is like his passion and he kind of misses baseball a little bit, but I think we as a family overall, like this is a much better fit. So cool. For him. Yeah. So we're we've been doing that. And then I'm just trying to I'm struggling like to keep up with my reading. Yeah, what do you what have you happened. been reading lately? Okay, so I am reading The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by okay. Taylor Jenkins Reed. I love this author. We read yes. Daisy Jones and the Six. Yes. And then I've also read Did you read Malibu Rising? Yes, that's okay. right. And and characters flow between all of her books that oh. I've read so far. So it's really cool. Um, I don't, I couldn't even tell you what I read prior to that. Nice. Usually I do like a book a week and I don't, I, I'm going to finish this one today. I am determined. To, so, <laughs> uh, um, I just finished a book. Yeah. Um, I got a pre copy. I don't even know what you're called. An advanced reader. Yeah, there copy. you go. An advanced an copy of a book that I'm actually, I got into because of a podcast that I listened to oh. and the, um, the is, authors. Is this, this is, the Sarah and Beth one? Yes, I'm Ooh. so excited. Okay. So they got their second book from it's the podcast Pantsuit Politics. And they like if you pre-ordered the book, then you got to be part of their launch team. And they actually sent 
all of us who pre-ordered um like digital copies so we got to read it before it That's ever got so cool. before it ever showed up so i still have like a real copy coming like hard nice real Will they life sign copy? it for you too i don't think so but the book is called now what how to move forward when we're divided about pretty much everything that is a book i need to add to <laughs> and i still have to read your other oh, one that I fired so by them, so. yeah so i just finished that and i'm still working through her next actual book club book, Ordinary Grace. Which is on my, that I pulled that one out today. Yeah. <coughs> By William funny. Kent Krieger. I actually read <coughs> one of his earlier. I probably um, have it because I bought a couple of his books yeah. last year. And so this one, like the first one, they both take place in Minnesota, mm -hmm. like uh, with involving Native Americans. So it's really interesting. I'm only a handful of chapters into Ordinary Grace, but okay. I'm liking it so far. That one was a, a recommendation to me last year. I had gotten a huge Barnes and Noble gift card from my previous job and I was trying to figure out what books to buy. And so my husband's cousin and like two of his aunts really sure nailed that one home to me. So I found that one and another one. And then, you know, I have them sitting here because I haven't read them yet. And someone sure. texted me the other day to see if I had that for mm -hmm. book club. And I was like, no, I don't think I do. And then I went to reserve it for myself. And I looked at the cover and I was like, I actually do own that one. So. <laughs> oh, the other one I read was called This Tender Land. It's really oh, good. that one sounds familiar. That's good. That's I'm good. Okay. It. I'll have to yeah. add that one to my. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this one because I was like, oh, I liked like how he wrote. So right. I enjoyed that story. So I'm looking forward good. to it. Good. Awesome. All right. Well, before we get into our like official book chat about Stamped, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll dive right in. Sounds good. All right, in case you're not familiar with this week's book, here's the Amazon synopsis. This is not a history book. This is a book about the here and now, a book to help us better understand why we are where we are, a book about race. The construct of race has always been used to gain and keep power, to create dynamics that separate and silence. This remarkable reimagining of Dr. Ibram X. Kendi's National Book Award winning stamp from the beginning reveals the history of racist ideas in America and inspires hope for an anti-racist future. It takes you on a race journey from then to now, shows you why we feel how we feel and why the poison of racism lingers. It also proves that while racist ideas have always been easy to fabricate and distribute, they can also be discredited. Through a gripping, fast-paced, and energizing narrative written by beloved award winner Jason Reynolds, this book shines a light on the many insidious forms of racist ideas and on ways readers can identify and stamp out racist thoughts in our daily lives. So in case you didn't catch that, we read the remix mm -hmm. of this book, which is the YA version. Right. Um, there is an adult version that's about twice as long. <laughs> All nonfiction, all right. of the versions are nonfiction. Right. This one was given like a different voice. Mm -hmm. I actually listened to it. That's so cool. And I, I'm not sure. It was one of the authors. I'm not sure which one narrated it. Really? How I cool. believe so. But yeah, it was really, it was really good. Um, was, what do you remember like jumping out? Sure. So this book to me reminded me of Uncomfortable Conversations. Okay. Black Man, just in kind of the formatting. But also that it was more of a conversational yes. book because yes. each section was, you know, focused. On, it didn't have like a reader question like mm -hmm. the last one, but it was very similar to that. And it was more of a period in time yes. as the book went on. So what for me hit home, what, what I liked, I should say, is I liked 
that style because mm-hmm. I really can absorb the information yes. better that way. Um, I think what I just really took away from this book is, again, it's very similar to what we've been discussing for two years mm-hmm. now is just that, you know, we may think one way, we may have been taught to think one way. However, mm-hmm. we need to undo that way of thinking yeah. and we need to redo, you know, like rethink things. Yeah. I also really liked the way it was divided up. Yes. We went like way, way, way back. You right. Know, like we the book started starts from the beginning. Way back. It starts yeah. from the beginning. And so, it, and it really breaks down like, okay, so you've probably heard of this person and this right. person, but like, here's more to that story because yeah. we don't have time in classrooms in history classes to really get into all of the pieces, right? right? Like you're given a brief overview of all the things, mm-hmm. kind of how we got from A to B to C to D, but this really dug in a little bit deeper. You presented you with more people yes. in the stories, um, like in the history stories that like you've heard, but you might not know all of the connective tissue to all right. of that. And I really did appreciate it. You're right. It makes it a lot easier to absorb mm-hmm. and understand like, oh, that's that's why that makes sense now that's how we got yeah so that I think really jumped out at me and I agree I think the voice in this book Mm -hmm. being the like remixed YA version if you're not familiar Jason Reynolds um is a phenomenal YA writer um he uh, writes a lot of middle grade stories that are all centered on African-American boys. And I, he's one I want to add more to my, this I think is probably the first thing that, with, you know, unless I read something yeah, unknowingly, but this is one of the first books of his that, well, listen to, read. Sure. Um, and I just, I thought it was so well done. And I felt like it was so, you know, such factual information. Mm-hmm. Um, but presented in a way that, that anyone still, can, yeah. can grasp it. And I, you know, the, the, adult version, if you will, it, this, I, I'm glad we went with this YA one because that, it, it, you know, it just makes it something that anyone can pick up and read or listen to and, and get something out of, whereas it's not overly complicated. He simplifies it yet yeah. gives you all of the details and all of the facts. So if you want a little bit of Jason Reynolds background he if, if you have a middle grade reader in your life, um, he's written this series track, which follows four middle school, early high school students. Um, I can't remember all of Ghost, Patina, Lou, and Sunny are the names in okay. each of the books. I don't think that's in the right order. Um, but so that is his series, but he has a, a ton of other books, but one other thing that might, you know, if you're listening, um, he's also written the Miles Morales Spider-Man stuff. So oh. the the African-American Spider-Man that's out there in the Spider-Verse. Oh. If, you're, if you're a superhero follower like my family is, <laughs> um, that might be familiar to you as well. So he has, he's kind of partnered with Eva Max Kendi, who we know also right. wrote, you know, How to Be an Anti-Racist. Mm-hmm. So kind of took some pretty heavy yes. material and broke it down and said, you know what, this isn't just for grown-ups. Yep. And honestly, I don't know that I would have been able to absorb a book twice this length. That's what I'm getting at. There's no way. There's no <laughs> way. Because, you know, for one, like the attention span and like, for, I don't know, for me, especially like, you know, new job, figuring out my work day, <laughs> getting my son to where he needs, getting to his stuff, what about the household. You mean he didn't want to also read something really complicated? 500 pages of very, no, this was perfect for someone in my current situation in life. Yeah. So that actually takes me to our next thing um, is that this book is a lot like Cat. 
Mm-hmm. Right, like, or I'm guessing the original. The original is the one that would be a lot like Cast because Cast was a book that we broke into three sections yeah. for a July, June, July, and August oh, read yeah. because it was so in depth. Yeah, and that one read so much like a textbook. Yes, it was. It was a challenging read from both that perspective, but also the content. Yeah, was it was hard to stomach. Yeah, is really what it boiled down to. And, right, you know, I mean, a lot of this is as well because it's stuff that we, you know, didn't learn the appropriate way right. as kids. But I also feel like, I don't feel like the book lost anything no, in, in that like rewrite. Right. Like I think a lot of people would be afraid that like a book like this written for middle grade YA aimed audiences would be like dumbed down. But I don't think Not that all. it was. I think that it was just, um, it wasn't really like whitewashed or anything no. like that. It was just a change in voice. It, absolutely. And honestly, I felt like um, a change in voice is a good way to put it because it really just, it didn't, in listening to it, it didn't feel like YA. It definitely sure, did not. Yeah. And no, it's still because, a nonfiction book, yeah. but it's but it's, it's not, told to you like a middle school teacher would tell it exactly. to Exactly. To me, it reads like, you know, kind of like a fiction. We always say that yeah. reads like, a, that reads like a novel or reads yeah. like fiction. Like that's how I felt with this. Like, obviously it's nonfiction, but the way that he presents it, it yeah. is not like dry. The hard reading it is cast as yeah, yeah, dry exactly. Yeah. So I found out that my son's middle school, some of the students were reading this book as like a book club. Like it was one oh, of the books cool. that they could choose. So it was not his class. It was some of the other sixth grade classes, but they were sixth graders. Mm -hmm. And like a letter went home to the parents Mm -hmm. saying, hey, just so you know, your student has opted to read this book. Because they had like three that they could, or like topics they could choose. And if they picked this topic, this was the book that they were going to read. And there was other ones. Like I think that it was about like um, African-American history, women's history, and something else, maybe Native American. I don't remember the third one because it wasn't my kid's class, but like whatever the topic was. And then this letter went home and one of my friends shared the letter and she's like, I'm so proud of our district for, for having this book as an option for kids. And I was like, yeah, and yet I wonder how many parents went. I was going to ask absolutely you, not. Did, do you know if anyone didn't sign? I letter? did not hear of anyone who pushed back against it. So that means one of two things: either the kids who selected it, none of their parents were going to push back on it, right? Or maybe we've got some more open-minded people than I thought, which I'm not sad about either. <laughs> I know, which is really nice. And you know, to be to be honest, too, like I feel where we are is you know a outside of Milwaukee, you know, town, we have a ton of diversity here, but yeah, of course we have the naysayers, um, versus my hometown, which is 10,000 people at most, including all the little surrounding and their, their naysayers have a lot louder voice there. So I know that's what I think. It's honestly the, the people in our area who are pushing back on this mm-hmm. are not people who have middle school. I was students. just going to say they have no kids in the school. No. District, so really most of the parents were like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Please read this. Yeah. Please. I don't think they're, I just don't understand when it became wrong to teach, to teach history in the correct way. I just do not. <laughs> right. Like I in a, never in a, wrap my and not even it. like correct and correct, but in like a, a complete exactly like give the full story like let's not edit things let's not change it's been a really long time since i took a history class but one of the last history classes i took 
was AP US history in high school. Yeah, I didn't have to take history in college, you guys, because math majors <laughs> don't need history you class. It out. <laughs> but I took this AP history class. And if you've taken an AP mm-hmm. anything class, you have to like read um, you know, documents, like document-based questions. And everything had to be for those documents primary sources. So like we, if we were going to read about a situation, we had to dig through period accurate documents. So, you know, written by the original people who were there, like, yeah, obviously we're not touching original documents. I copied it, but like that's the source material. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's finally what is being presented in books like mm-hmm. cast and books like yep. stamped that it's source material it's not somebody saying like oh yeah back in the 1600 right. like no 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 They're this saying, is what this legitimately is, yeah. happened here's, here's the, the source that to, we have yeah, yeah. to cite or however and so that is. feels it makes it feel more authentic mm-hmm. it makes it feel more complete yes because we always hear history is written by the victors i'd also like to hear from the non-victors agreed agreed yeah i just <laughs> And it will, it will forever blow my mind that people are so upset about. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, they, they can only be afraid for whatever reason that some truth is coming out that, you know, and oh my God, heaven forbid something, you know, and right. Challenges. um, So the way that you think. Right. So I saw, uh, uh, this was a few weeks ago and it was on TikTok, but it was a video of my TikTok, but (laughs) in Michigan. Okay. I, and I need to go, I cannot remember what her, t- I don't think it was the governor, but it was someone in a political office in Michigan. And she was saying, Oh, I saw her. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Where she said like, she no one in this room is responsible for slavery. No one in this room is re- you know, responsible mm-hmm. for what your ancestors did. But what we are responsible for is moving forward, mm-hmm. being accurate about yes. things. And I was sitting there and that's probably why I can't remember who it was. Cause I was just so stunned to hear someone like shouting this out to a group of people and it's she's right she's right yeah no that was phenomenal that was uh let me see michigan democrat what was her name uh, now i'm gonna find it uh mallory mcmorrow yes that was yes. her she was accused of being all sorts of crazy things because she yes. wanted you know trans kids to be safe exactly i know how, how could we possibly just be on board with that but yeah I know. she outlined like I'm not afraid of you, and I want every kid to have access to all these yep. things. And it was amazing. It really was. And okay, was... so I, I take back my mock of your TikToks. <laughs> I get a lot of good information from TikTok <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> well, like I'm currently currently watching the uh, coverage of the Johnny Depp trial. Oh, you know, I'm really well, I get, okay, I get some really good stuff there. <laughs> and cute dog videos. Well, there you go. All right, so this book is interesting to me that it's been, it's on the, like, most challenged mm-hmm. books of the year list. Do you recall anything in this book that you felt like, oh, man, we should not let middle schoolers read this? No, and because... <laughs> I love that your yeah. first answer is just flat out. No, <laughs> because then I, when I listen to the, or read the challenged books, I try to, I try to keep in my head why I, you know, yeah. what, what, what might someone pull out on this yeah. one. But at the end of the day, what they're pulling out is always to me so like ridiculous that I will not pick up on what they're going to pull out. Sure. Like, cause it just makes no sense to me. Yeah. So in all honesty, I have, I have zero concern that a middle schooler 
yeah. would be reading this book. Same. Or the children's version would get into the hands of a younger child. Same. I think um, what I have read about the, the challenging of this book has been like, well, it's only designed to make white kids feel bad. And to be right. fair, there are some things in the book that say like, you know, hey, just because we want to say like, good for you, black people mm-hmm. like that's not the same as supporting yes that's not the same as anti-racism exactly like so it's pushing people to think a little differently and to work a little harder and step outside themselves a little more but i don't think it's designed to make anybody feel bad and that's and even common, if it is if you feel bad when you read that then you need to re-examine something. exactly and and that the whole argument though they say for every book <laughs> it's designed to make the white people feel bad I'm sorry. I listened to it. I did not feel bad for, you know, being white. I felt bad for what history, what people Mm -hmm, have gone through mm -hmm. in history. I didn't feel any guilt. I didn't feel like I had any part of that. I felt like this, now I understand maybe this situation a little bit better and here's what I need to do. Yeah. And for me, I think that I don't feel bad because this is one, this is, their perspective on right. how things were. So not on how things were in history, but their perspective on how that history has shaped Sh- their lives. Exactly. It made that, yeah, exactly. Because I don't have the same experience mm-hmm. that either of these two African-American gentlemen exactly. have. I don't have, I am not a black man walking down mm-hmm. the streets. I cannot have their same experience. Exactly. So even if their experience makes me uncomfortable, so be it. It's not going to hurt and me. The other thing too is, the whole reason I want to read this book is because I want to know what I need to do yes. differently and how I can think about things differently. Yes. Like that's the whole reason I'm trying to find these books so that I can change my mindset if it needs to be, or I can just know how to be a better ally yep. to someone. Or like if an argument comes up about something that took place yeah. historically, I, should I can know say, facts. exactly now, no, you're wrong. And here's why, mm-hmm. and here's where you can find the information. Absolutely. So all of that said, my kid it will be reading this book this summer. I've already scheduled to get him a copy. Um, and I told him, I was like, so I did this the last two years. Talked to our school librarian. Yeah, she helps I me pick that. out books. Um, and I was like, hey, I for sure want a copy of Stamp Form. And she was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've got 15. I can set one aside for him right now. And so I told him, I said, hey, I'm, you know, talking to Miss Betsy. We can get you books. I said, there's going to be at least one nonfiction book in here. Okay, cool. What's it about? Like, he probably thought it was going to be about like his, you know, favorite topics. This is not really one of his right. favorite topics. But I told him, and he was like, "I'd read that." I said, "A Good. bunch of your, a bunch of your classmates already read it. You guys didn't read it in your class. That's fine." I thought that I'd get you a copy. He's like, "Yeah, that sounds good. I'll read it." Plus, he's read a bunch of Jason Reynolds books. So yes, I don't. And it doesn't hurt my feelings. Like, not I want him to mm-hmm. understand it. Even if it's an experience, or even if the reading of the experiences makes him uncomfortable, I want him to know that that's what some of his classmates will experience. Yep. That's what some 100%. of his friends will experience. Yes. That's what people in his school might be participating and creating for his classmates. I want I, him to hear it. And I, you know... My, we have very open discussions in my household. Will is not a big reader. He does, he's in an honors English class, so he does read, but I get him like, you know, the Giannis autobiography mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So he'll read things like that. And I do think he picks out some stuff along the way, but I did give him this book to read a few years ago. Like I'm trying to think we had um, Will and a couple of his friends, 
our, the moms put mm-hmm. together a little book oh, before yeah. him, and this was one of the books that our friend from mm-hmm. the Indian school mm-hmm. had the kids read, and he did pull quite a bit out of it, and it was right around the time that I was kind of starting to open up my eyes myself. Sure. It was, you know, prior to 2020 by a few years, and that was when I was really realizing, like, you are in such a more diverse Brett well okay we're we're recording um yeah just that it was going to be so such a it just opened up my eyes to really see like what's important yeah. what do I need to worry about for him in an atmosphere where he's you know his school his education like where do I think having these sort of resources can help him yeah. grow too. So. Right. And just presenting it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that the best thing we can do for kids is put the information in front of them. Exactly. Like if they don't get anything out of it the first time they read it, or if they ever read it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hurt for them to have heard it because in the end, this is, this book particularly is just about somebody else's experience. So he's currently reading a challenged or band. Ooh, which one is that? To kill him off. <gasps> I love that. I have book. it too. And he's he's kind of I think it's not that it's over, it's going over his head. I think that it was it's just such a different book from yeah. anything he's ever yeah. read. So I have a copy too, and I did I tell him we could totally sit down and discuss that, which made his teacher very happy. Very cool. So yeah. awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for this book chat. In our next episode, we will be I'm going to read you that. Yeah. So I don't know if we want to say any of that. Oh. So just thanks for joining us. I don't know what we're going to choose right now. Okay. Just check back for our next book. Okay. Thank you for joining us today for this book chat. I really have enjoyed discussing this book and feel it's a very valuable resource to have in your own library. Um, we're getting geared up for some summer some episodes, so book. we're not, a, we'll, we'll be announcing the list coming soon. Yeah. Check back. All right. We will continue reading about where we've been as a country and all of that is just one more way we can start small to make the world a better place. Thanks for joining us for our book chat. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to find us on social media and recommend us to your friends. We hope you'll continue to join us in the journey to change the world by starting small.